Yeah, this is a good one here. I, I didn't let, let this one, didn't want this one to get away from me. This article talks about the, uh, the entitlements of the U.S. decline. Entitlements of the U.S. decline. Uh, Democrats are scrambling to find an argument, any argument that says their $5 trillion spending plan to a skeptical public. The latest and startling attempt is President Biden claimed that all of his new entitlements will, well, make America greater. To oppose these investments is to be complicit in America's decline. Mr. Biden said Tuesday, adding that other countries are spending, spending, speeding up and America's falling behind. Got that. Senators Joe Manchin and Christine Sinema, you're complicit in the country's looming failure. Wow. You have to admire the audacity of pitching higher taxes and more social welfare as the path to nation revival, especially when the global evidence is, is, is the opposite. The result of Mr. Biden's expanded entitlements is likely to be to reduce incentives to work and invest, slower economic growth, lower living standards, and less fiscal space for essential public goods like a national defense. That's the lesson from here, cradle to the grave welfare states, which Bernie Sanders explicitly pitches as models. Most have older populations than the U.S., but this alone doesn't account for the lower labor participation rates as much higher structural unemployment. European jobless rates tend to be much higher than the U.S., especially for the young. In 2019, labor participation was 62.6% in the U.S. versus 49.7% in Italy, 55% in France, 57.7% in Spain, and 59.3% in Portugal, and 61% in Germany. Europe's lower rates of labor participation have contributed to slower growth. While the U.S. economy was slow to recover from the 2008-9 recession amid the Obama policy uncertainty, the U.S. GDP growth still averaged 2.3 percent from 2010 to 2019, surpassing Italy's 0.27 percent, Portugal's 0.86 percent, not even 1 percent, and Spain's 1 percent, and France's 1.5 percent and Germany's almost 2%, 1.97% to be exact. Democrats say more generous family leave will encourage more women to work <laughs> and expand the workforce, but Italy offers 22 weeks of maternity leave at 80% of previous earnings. France provides 16 weeks at 90%, and, and Spain at 16 weeks at 100%. High payroll taxes to finance these generous benefits have instead reduced incentives to hire. Europe's little discussed secret is that its cradle-to-the-grave welfare states are financed by the middle class via value-added and payroll taxes. The combined employer-employee social security tax rate is 36% in Spain, 40% in Italy, and 65% in France. Value-added taxes in most European economies are around 20%. There simply aren't enough rich to finance their entitlements. Democrats in Washington know this, which is why we're, which is why they are resorting to budget gimmicks to, to disguise the five trillion in spending into a ten-year budget window. They plan to pay for a few years of spending with ten years of tax increases on businesses and affluent individuals, but this still only gets them two point one trillion in estimated new revenue. So the the 
the number that Joe Manchin was shooting for, the 1.5 trillion, uh, he could do that because that would cover this without it going over and bleeding into the other sectors of that's, uh, bleeding the rich for everything they have. Got it. Uh, years vast entitlement also means less money for security and military. Only nine or so European countries meet their NATO's pledge to spend 2% or more GDP on defense. And only Greece spends more than 3% as the U.S. does. Germany spends a paltry 1.56%. The U.S. was able to defeat the Soviet Union empire in the 1980s because a booming economy spun off enough revenue to rebuild the military. Mr. Biden is proposing shrink, to shrink defense in real terms and his welfare spending wedge will rap, grow rapidly. This will be no Reagan-like military buildup as China rises. Okay, again, remember, he's, he's cut Department of Defense spending already. He's already cut Department of Defense spending. He's cut Homeland Security spending. He's putting more money into the Green New Deal. He's also adding another 80,000 RS agents. He's also, um, it was one more thing he's doing, which is quite significant. I just can't recollect at this point in time. But yeah, so that's not going to be enough. So he already understands he don't have enough money coming in. So he has to cut these other features, these other organizations to try to get the money over there. to be above the 2.1 tree because he's going to need a lot more than 2.1 tree to meet his need. Okay. The irony is that some European governments have tried to reform their tax and welfare systems to become more competitive. Germany and Sweden over two decades reformed their welfare and labor policies. Their labor participation and growth, GDP growth, have exceeded the rest of Europe's. Europe's. Germany labor participation rose to 61% in 2019 and 58% in 2000. During the 1970s and 80s, Sweden tax burden rose to the world's highest as its welfare system became much more generous. The results... Swedes after tax real income stagnated while government debt ballooned. From 1976 to 1995, GDP in Sweden was about half the average of developed countries and a third lower than European larger economies. Sweden declined prompted tax and spending reforms in the early 1990s that increased labor, productivity, private job growth, and incomes. The rate of disposable income growth increased fourfold from 1996 to 2011. Sweden's average GDP growth from 2010 to 19 was 2.6, has far surpassed that of most European countries. Other European governments also pushing welfare state welfare state reforms. French President Emmanuel Macron, Macron has passed pension reform and cut the corporate tax rate to 26.5%. From 33% in 2017, smaller firms pay 15%. Greece is pulling out of its debt trap with Prime Minister KM tax pensions and regulatory reform. The corporate tax rate is 22%, while Mr. Biden wants America wants to take America's combined federal state average well above 30%. Mr. Biden on Tuesday also argued that the U.S. needs to spend more on green energy, which I just mentioned, and manufacturing to compete with China. But Beijing industrial policy has resulted in misallocated capital and economic distortions as its current debt difficulties show. 
since when is China supposed to be an economic model? Interesting. America escaped from its 1970s decline by returning to its historic model of liberating private initiative and enterprise. Mr. Biden's plan would empower the government, pile burdens on the private economy, and erode upward mobility by encouraging people not to work. That's the recipe for decline. Ladies and gentlemen, we see that right now. People are not, I don't think it's people don't want to work. You're not paying people a livable wage. If they realize I can do something better with my time, since you're not going to pay me what I'm worth, and we see the Kellogg people now, they're on strike because they realize they begin, they're getting taken advantage of. And I don't blame them, okay? We have enough income. We can pay people a livable wage. We should do that. And they got to force. Now, I don't know about taxing corporations out of their pants. I mean, 30% and 40%. How about if the corporations just have a responsibility just to pay people what they owe them and pay them a livable wage with inflation increase? inflation increase rates every year or whatever they need to do to keep a viable workforce. If we don't have people working we can't pay taxes, then you're going to lean heavily on the rich people that are that has created their, their self a good quality of life. You're they're like punishing them for living, you know, for having a good quality of life, which they work for. I think that's a recipe for disaster as well. That's not going to work. Because you're not creating incentive for people to continue to work hard and, and be entrepreneurs and take chances, which is that's how we got where we're at right now. Okay. But again, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Again, this article out of the Wall Street Journal, opinion piece called The Entitlements of the U.S. Decline. And I, and I hope you enjoy this. It's very good information. And we just have to um, realize that I don't think a $5 trillion spending, that's going to create inflation. It's going to create a lazy, a lazy mentality. We have people sitting at home not doing anything. And we don't need that type of people, those people in our government. We need people to be engaged, to be working, out here creating and creating and being productive. We have to get our country back to a productive mind state, not just a consumer mind state. And again, remember, 70% of our GDP is based off consumerism. So we've we've created a, a business model for failure. Just because it's, it's not saving a production, it's it's consumerism, which is consumption, which is spending, which is spending. So when you can't spend, guess what? You don't have consumption. It's a backlog of everything else. So hopefully we get this thing right. I think our GDP, we need to get away from the 70% of consumption and start learning how to save and do other things and invest. Definitely invest. Again, thank you for your time. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. This is Byron Bradford signing out. Have a great day.